Welcome to the Parkview Church Training Podcast, where we equip you to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about Parkview or give to our ministry, please visit parkviewchurch.org. Hello, Parkview, and welcome to the Parkview Training Podcast. And so today's episode, I'm talking with Ashley Freeman, and I'm excited to hear a little bit of her story uh, about how she's came, became a Christian and has grown in faith. And so... Uh, Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes. Well, would you like to uh, share a little bit about yourself, who you are, and how you got involved at Parkview? Yeah. Yeah. So like Thomas said, I'm Ashley Freeman. Um, I've actually been at Parkview since about 2015. I went to the university here for undergrad, um, and I got connected um, with 24-7, actually pretty much right away. Mm -hmm. Um, So coming into undergrad, I was trying to decide which college ministry I wanted to go into. So I was thinking of either SALT or 24-7. And um, just like um, it was cool the way God had it planned out because I was leaving kickoff at Kinnick, um, which is like the intro thing for freshmen and 24 seven had like a free food stand. And I just mm-hmm. like met people right away. And um, Ashley Peterson, um, now Ashley Holscheiser is one mm-hmm. of like the really influential, influential people that I met like very first. So, yeah. And then I've just kind of been at Parkview ever since. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. And uh, tell us, what do you do? Yeah, so right now I'm actually in the last semester of my master's. So I graduated from the university in 2019. I studied human physiology, um, and then I spent two years working full-time at the hospital as a nursing assistant. I worked in the inpatient oncology unit. Mm -hmm. And so in the in-between time, I was kind of trying to figure out what path I wanted to take. I had come in thinking like medical school or just something in the pre-health like track, Um, But between working um, in the cancer unit and then also just learning about cancer in, like, my undergrad classes, I just, I just had such a, like, huge fascination for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also with my work, um, I just realized there are so, there are so many questions that we don't know, especially as it pertains to cancer. And Mm so um, I kind of started thinking more about the research side of things. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I'm doing now. So I'm finishing my master's. This semester, it's a master's of science in um, human physiology, mm-hmm. and and then I'm staying in my same lab to continue on with my PhD after that. So. Wow. And I also, um, so for my program, I take classes and do research, and then I work as a teaching assistant. So I help teach human physiology and then nutrition and health also. Right. So yeah. You stay busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So Ashley is in uh, my wife and I's community group, so we've gotten to know Ashley really well. And I was actually, I was looking around for some little gospel gossip to share. And, you know, one thing I just appreciate about you, Ashley, is just your kindness. And um, I asked, I said, Katie, what would you want, want to just encourage Ashley with? And she said, Ashley has just a special gift for being sensitive to how people are feeling and what they need and has a real gift for helping put people at ease. And that's the spirit of Jesus in you. So way to go. That's really I'm sweet. so thankful for you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about how you became a Christian. Um, yeah. Tell us. So I think, so a little bit of context about my parents that I think is very like pertinent and Mm -hmm. helpful. So, um, kind of like their relationship. So, um, I promise it relates to me eventually. So (laughs) my parents actually, um, dated like on and off for like five years before getting married. Mm -hmm. And so for the first, almost five years of it, they, um, 
they didn't know Jesus. And so there was just kind of like a really on again, off again, or toxic, whatever relationship. Um, And they just, they weren't really concerned with having like Jesus at the center. And it came to a point where my mom was just starting to feel a lot of conviction from it. Mm. And all she wanted, she was getting to, so it had been five years. She was, I think almost 30 at that point. Mm -hmm. And her, she's like, all I want is just like, I just want kids. Like Mm -hmm. I would love to have children. And I, yeah, so she was just feeling um, kind of discouraged and felt like she wasn't, she couldn't do it in the relationship that she was in. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was just kind of a night that she was in tears and just gave everything up to God. She's mm-hmm. like, kids are all I've ever wanted, mm-hmm. but if I can't have that and I just have you, then it's like, so be it. Mm-hmm. And so she um, ended things with my dad, like, mm-hmm pretty like right then which was really hard because mm. they were very invested in each other's lives and families and stuff but mm. um she just knew that that wasn't that wasn't the way to do it mm. um and so then separately um after they had ended things my dad he was very much someone that thought that like that christians like they're like oh they're just a bunch of like annoying bible thumpers is like <laughs> how he used to say it and yeah. um just honestly by the grace of god um and through his sister actually um, he was led to Christ mm-hmm. and his sister. So her son is Jesse Hayworth who used to go here, oh, okay. which is like that connection. Yeah. Um, he was my cousin and went here in undergrad with me. So but yeah, he came to know the Lord that way. Um, it was just really incredible. Like he just has a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that it was cool. So they both like independently met Jesus. And then, um, eventually my dad reached back out, reached back out to my mom. Um, and then eventually they got back together, and mm-hmm. after five weeks they got engaged. <laughs> right. They just like okay. they got back together. They were, um, it was just like a, a whole new relationship with Christ mm-hmm. at the center. Um, and so I think that was very foundational. And they just did such a good job at having Christ, like having Jesus at the center of our household. And they're mm-hmm. just really good examples. They just love the Lord. I like look up to both of them so much. They're mm-hmm. just. Um, yeah, like to this day, still in their Bibles and praying every morning. and They're awesome. So um, so with that, I so God has always just kind of been at the center of our house. And so um, I had it growing up. And then I like explicitly remember accepting Jesus, um, like praying with my parents when I was about six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of, kind of growing from there. And then I know we'll talk about this later. But there were kind of more like, I think, foundational parts that kind of exponentially grew my faith independent from my family mm-hmm. um, cause kind of as I've grown up. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got to, that's when I accepted Jesus. That's great. Um, and how old were you when that happened? I was about six. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Really so little. <laughs> a little bit younger. Yeah. I yeah. have sort of a similar story. Mm-hmm. Um, praise God for that. Mm-hmm. And how would you, you know, go deeper into that story of how that happened? Yeah. So... I'm trying to think because kind of a while ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been a minute. It was always something that I remember like every night when my parents would be reading with us and praying with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, like our, our picture book type mm-hmm. Bible um, and they were always really good at sharing the gospel and kind of the whole mission of like who God is and what Jesus was here to do. I just... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just remember them being very just like gentle and guiding us of like what it means to be a Christian and how to accept Jesus and that like when we're ready, like we get to do that. And so 
Um, yeah, it was just kind of one of the nights that eventually I was like, okay, well, I want to do that now. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, yeah, after a while of them just kind of like, they would show it to us and then, um, yeah, sorry, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, I think, you know, <coughs> similar to my story, I was here at Parkview and I remember, um, the gal who would bring around the Bible and the treats and stuff. And I remember saying, do you want to be able to become a Christian? I, you know, very similar story kind of to that. And I, I know kind of like me, it was sort of a significant moment there and yeah. then sort of different little growth spurts along the way mm -hmm. that sometimes even looking back, I'm like, was I even a Christian? But yeah. I think that's just the nature of growth is yeah. just you're growing so much. It makes you think, what was I even doing before? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, what were some of those moments for you? Those sort of growth spurts? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Sounds like college ministry and that. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Is it okay if I go forward to like yeah, those? Keep going. Okay. Yeah, keep so, um, I'd say yes. Yeah, growth spurts. That's it. That's yeah. a good name for it because there are, <laughs> there are three very big ones that stick out. Often involving pain. Yeah. Uh, yeah know, very much pain, so. Growing yeah. pains. So yeah, pain. <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. So if you hear tears or if you sense sure. that, that's why. No. Yeah. Um. So the first one was in high school. I was. It was my sophomore year, so I was about 15-ish or so. Um, I'm trying to think of um, exactly what started it. So, um, okay, so for helpful context, my family actually moved from California to Iowa when I was six. Mm -hmm. So um, my dad felt very called to become a pastor, so he went to school of ministry and then um, really wanted to start a church in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what... We came to Iowa to do, mm -hmm. um, and so then growing up, and to this day, it's it's a like relatively small church. So he does church, but he also ha he works in insurance at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so that's that was for context. And there came a point in time where um, he got like really sick, mm -hmm. um, like mentally, mm. and um, we it was definitely like some sort of like. Um, I think oppression from like the enemy, um, just like really, really dark times, like in our house mm -hmm. of, um, like our dad, who's like been our hero our whole life is like now all of a sudden wondering, like he's like questioning whether he's like is able to receive salvation mm. and like just, and like to hear that from, you know, your own dad, who's mm. been telling you like, like you can't, Jesus will always still love you. Like, there's nothing you can do that will, you know, break that. Mm -hmm. um, so he, he ended up being diagnosed with um, severe depression with, like, delusional thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was just, like, a really hard, just, like, really, really dark time in our house mm -hmm. of, um, like, him being in bed for days, mm -hmm. which is just so not what it, yeah, what it used to be. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And... It was a point where, like, my, we were just at a loss for what to do, um, and it was something, and there was just a lot of heartache with how our church was responding to it, and it was just really hard. Yeah. Um, and so it was something that me and my brother, I have three brothers, so mm -hmm. me, my brothers, and my mom um, were just, like, at a loss for, but all we could do is, like, just, like, lean on Jesus, because we did not know. It seemed like nothing was working. Yeah. Um, you were a high school student at that yeah, point? Yeah, wow. I was a sophomore yeah. in high school. and um, That's a tough time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at that point in our lives, my mom was staying home with us. And then my dad, had he got laid off of his job, like, and just with all that was going on. So it was just, like, added stress of mm -hmm. 
other things. Um, and so there was one day, um, it was after my sophomore year, it was over the summer, my mom and my brothers and I just went out to Sailorville Lake um, to just, like, pray. And that was just, like, that was the first time where I just, without a doubt, like, felt God speak to me. Mm. Um, up until that point, I had always, you know, I felt like things had been put on my heart or, like, I'm like, is that God or is that mm. just, like, do I, do I, is that what I want to hear? Mm. Like, you know, it's it was always hard to, like, discern that. And anyway, like, in the middle of our prayer, I just, like, I just felt God say, like, better things will come. Like, specifically the words, like, better things. And mm -hmm. at the time, we had this chalkboard wall in our house. And so that was something that we wrote when we got home and mm -hmm. like, that we just could, like, hold on to. And even those words now just, like, give me chills. Mm -hmm. um, but that, yeah, so that was definitely, like, one of the really um, foundational. Growth yeah, yeah, growth spurts. Of, yeah. Um, and, and it did. It got, yeah, that. It, it got, it took a while, but it got better. And, mm -hmm. um, it's like, we had our dad back. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Any other sort of gross spurts? Yeah. Kinds of points you had mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. So the, so that was in high school. And then the next one, um, was oddly enough, my sophomore year of college, uh -huh, okay. <laughs> um, a few See years later. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, at the very end of my freshman, right after my freshman year of college, I went on the China trip, mm -hmm. um, with 24 seven, um, it was so amazing. I like have friends there that I still occasionally keep in touch with, mm -hmm. which is really special. That's cool. um, but I came back and about, so I came back, um, it was like May 15th to June 15th. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of July, so about a month after I had gotten back, um, all of a sudden I was starting, I was getting really sick after mm -hmm. um, I would eat. Like I would eat something and then like just throw out my food within a few minutes, which had oh. never happened before in my whole life. So I don't know if, yeah, we still don't know exactly why that was happening, mm. but it was just something that had to happen. Mm. It started happening pretty close to when I came back. And then, um, so yeah, that started in the middle of July and just progressively got worse. Um, and it was only when I would eat, I would mm. just start throwing up. Um, oh. And, you know, I was trying to make all the dietary changes that you can think of and then mm. was going to see doctors for it. Um, and eventually got diagnosed with a functional GI disorder. And I was like, okay. true, it, it doesn't <laughs> function right. <laughs> um, but there Stayed was in the, the obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so all, I had every test in the book done. It, it all like looked normal mm -hmm. in quotation marks, mm -hmm. um, but nothing, yeah, nothing was, um, you know, help. No diagnosis was helpful. Yeah. Um, I, I know they tried their hardest, but like, yeah, it was, I, yeah, yeah. there was nothing. So, um, it got, it started getting really bad. It just, it just progressively got worse. I, I went to the doctors, I think on August 18th. I don't know why I remember these dates, but I went yeah, there and then, stick. um, yeah. So from then on in the next like two months, it would just get worse and worse to even like, mm. I was having like jello and chicken broth and like, I literally like, I just could not keep anything down. And, yeah. um, things like I, my, I was taking in like such I was keeping down such few calories that mm -hmm. even like I wouldn't be able to like stand up straight without my vision blacking out uh -huh. or my eyes were blurry. Cause like my brain was like, it was just um, yeah. like my vision was not good either. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, a, a lot of really random things that we weren't getting answers for. Um, but the two things that I could keep down that were 
my lifesavers besides Jesus at that point <laughs> was uh, Green Apple, Clear and Sure, and Light Blue G2. Those were the two things okay. that didn't make me throw up, as long as I didn't have too much of them. Okay. Um, Can you still have those, or are you like, yeah, I, never no, again? I haven't <laughs> since then. <laughs> I had, like, 30 too many insurers yeah. during that season. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, so, the the one of the, getting back to the, <laughs> the main point, um, there, there were just a lot of really, like, little moments that mm-hmm. are, were just totally from the Lord. But the biggest one that, like, is just so crazy. I had gotten done, um, it was a Tuesday afternoon, and I was walking back after um, chemistry lab. I was walking back to my dorm, and um, I, was in, I was in tears because I was just so... I was so scared. I was so tired and I was like so hungry, mm-hmm. but it's just like was nothing was working and we yeah. weren't getting answers. And my parents were spending so much time coming here, like being really supportive. Mm-hmm. And even like my 24 seven community was so supportive, but it was mm-hmm. just like, like it, nothing is working is what it yeah. felt like. And, um, I was, I was just talking to God. Um, and I was like, God, I just, like, really need encouragement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so, like, I opened my Spotify, and I pressed shuffle, and literally the next song that came on was a song by called The Table by Chris Tomlin. Mm-hmm. And the words to that song start with, I will feast at the table of the Lord, and I won't hunger anymore. Mm-hmm. And then the second verse says, there is healing at the table of the Lord, and I won't suffer anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I just, like, waterworks there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt like... um God was just very, I, I just, he, like, that. I felt like that was exactly mm-hmm. just what I needed is, um, I don't know, just, like, that extra in- encouragement from him, yeah. and, um, and just throughout that whole season, as I was progressively getting more sick, I just felt like, I mean, my own tank was on empty, mm-hmm. and so I just very much learned what it's like to have nothing and mm-hmm. just, like, be content mm-hmm. with what God has for me, because I know that whether it was in this life or, you know, in heaven that like, because of Jesus, I have good healing, um, Mm. even if it's not now. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What a special moment. Yeah. Wow. And the Lord really directed you to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I do have one more. That's a little more recent too. Go for it. it. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, so the last one actually is in like the last few months here. Mm -hmm. Um, that, so, okay, I'm trying to think where to start. So this last year is um, I first started living on my own, which mm-hmm. is, like, I love it. It's, it's mm-hmm. been great. Um, but rent in Iowa City is not cheap. No way. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that has been, so, not, and that has been hard. Um, so la- I was, it started in last July of just getting a lot of, I was just starting to get worried all the time, mm-hmm. um, specifically about finances. Mm-hmm. That has always been something that's been kind of like um, anxiety producing for mm-hmm. me is like being terrified of what if this happens and I don't like, what if all this goes wrong? I mean, it, yeah. it could like, it felt like debilitating at times, even though it didn't need to be, but, um, I just love to worry about things like this. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, th- so last summer, um, yeah, I just started, it was something that was causing a lot of anxiety, like pretty much all the time for me. And so this last fall, it kind of got worse and worse with like, because I'm at the age where I'm independent, but in grad school, yeah, you don't have much of an income. Right. And so, and like there were adult expenses that like 
you know, like car tires or things like that. that mm-hmm. Like I need to, so they, and every time I would have things like that, it would just cause more and more anxiety of like, what am I going to do? And so a lot of the last several months this past fall, like a lot of my prayer time has been just like in tears of like, God, I, I know, I know like what your promises are. Mm-hmm. And I know I can just trust you, but like, how is this supposed to be okay? If I like, I'm like, I don't see how it's going to be okay. So how is it going to be okay? Like, yeah, right. And which sounds kind of dumb thinking back on it, but it was like something that I was just really, really worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just a big struggle. Um, yeah, just, I was a lot of my prayer time this, this past fall was just, I know what your word says and I know what I can believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of me was just still like yeah. choosing t- to just be terrified mm-hmm. about it. Um, and I'm trying to think. So over, um, over actually it's kind of starting in December, I think just with the whole like Advent season, um, and especially just a lot of what we were doing here, I just had a, I've, I definitely felt a lot more peace in my heart, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to what was making me so anxious for the previous several yeah. months. Um, but the biggest thing is on um, January 6th of this year in the morning. Um, so I'm, I'm reading Genesis right now. And then I was reading Genesis 22, which is the story of Abraham and Isaac. And Abraham was ready to sacrifice his son. And um, so I read that. And then I was reading the commentary of a pastor that I really like. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I should have brought the words with me. But essentially his words were along the lines of like, Abraham didn't have to know what was coming next in order to keep his trust in God. Yeah. And that, it was one of those things where it's, it's not like it was a whole new revelation to me, but it mm-hmm. just, though, like that's exactly how I needed to hear it yeah. at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And it really, I mean, it really felt like the pinnacle of what I'd been like, honestly, so terrified from, from the last six months. Um, and yeah, I just felt, so anyway, so I was just in tears again. So I, mm-hmm. I, I tend to do that a lot. Um, but no, it was really, it, it definitely felt like that's exactly, it was kind of like an, oh, okay, God. <laughs> and so then I wrote that uh-huh. in, in my notebook. I'm like, would that be me that I would trust God no matter what, even when I don't know what's coming next? Mm-hmm. Um, and just like, <laughs> and I was, I was totally fine. Like, that's great. And uh-huh. then um, less than a day later, I actually, um, had a really cool opportunity to have this partnership with this brand that had seen some um, evidence-based health content that I had been sharing, which is something I, I've been I'm passionate about, but I was sharing it on social media. And mm-hmm. so long story short, it's just this really cool partnership opportunity that also happens to pay and like just be an extra source of income. And mm-hmm. I, which is just so crazy. I'm like, wow, thanks God. (laughs) And that was like right after it was less than the day after. And I had like, I'd wrote down that, like, like I'm just okay. Not knowing what comes next because I know I have God. And, and I still knew that this whole time, but it was just, yeah, I kind of just needed to to hear it in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just, yeah, after it happened, it was, you know, I was kind of starting to feel like guilty of like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't trust you more this whole time. (laughs) Like, um, so that's been really cool. Um, and then, so a few days after I got that opportunity, I was walking in to lab one morning and I was passing by this office that I always pass by. And for whatever reason, on the wall, in sticky notes, it was like a bunch of sticky notes were put together and wrote 1 colon 12. 
and it wasn't January 12th. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't a, it, and it wasn't written in date format anyway. I'm like, I don't know why I noticed it, but I'm like, okay. And then I just walked away and then passed by it again the next day. And I just saw it, 112 again was written on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, this is so bizarre. And then I, I really feel like God put on my heart, James 112. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I haven't read James in a while, but okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I quickly opened it up. Um, and James one James one twelve is the verse that says, "Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under tr- under trial." Um, for oh, I can't. I looked at it before this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like re- for like when re- like remaining steadfast, it says like he will receive the crown of life, which God promises to those who love Him. Mm. And um, it just it really, I really felt like that was a hundred percent from the Lord yeah. of um, trusting. His promise, like you said at church a couple of weeks ago, like mm-hmm. for me in particular, not me in general, because mm-hmm. I realized before that I had very much my perception about God's word towards me was a me in general and mm-hmm. not me in particular. Mm-hmm. And so those are definitely three, yeah, three defining moments that after that I just felt like that much closer to Jesus. And yeah. like that, you know, his, like, our, my quiet times in the morning are now feel like that much more personal because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm learning, like, the more receptive I am to, like, obeying him and, and listening, you know, when I when I feel like he's speaking to me, like, getting to hear from him mm-hmm. becomes easier, right? Like, you get to know yeah. his voice a little better. So, That's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love the sort of the drumbeat in your story and has totally been true for me and for just everyone that I've talked to who just has fallen more in love with, with who God is, yeah. is the, hmm, I know these true things mm-hmm. up here, you know, in my head. And then there's my lived reality. And how do I reconcile those two things? And a season of just pain and grief and uh, lowering, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The sort of, and, and then God just doing something amazing. (laughs) And then, you know, looking back and think of that last story, you know, Mm -hmm. the character that God has produced in you that Mm -hmm. um, is worth more than anything, you know, and the vision of you that, that, or the vision of him that yeah. you've had yeah. um so much to celebrate there yeah. way to go yeah I just, <laughs> thanks god <laughs> yeah way to go yeah. <laughs> yeah um another thing you know that i love about your story i know um you know so many of those defining points you think about back in your youth you know and i know you've been involved with like our kids programming and helping yeah. kids learn about jesus and yeah. so it encourages me to see you you know having had those defining moments in that you know, want to turn around and help others do the same. So, um, just praise God for that. So we're so thankful to have you here at Parkview and, uh, I'm so thankful for you being in our group, being my friend (laughs) and, um, yeah. Thankful for your story. Praise God for your story. Thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.